0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of True Crime on Easy Street. We're back again this week, and my name's Katie Givens. I'm not a lawyer.
1: Scott Wright, mediocre journalist.
0: Kelly Turner,
2: not a
1: doctor. Careful, you're going to punch yourself in the face with that mic. If you I
0: don't know, know, I pulled that you, a little
1: you, too yeah, quick,
2: didn't I? Bam!
1: Got yourself right on the lip.
2: I did. It's a good thing it's soft yeah. here. Yeah.
1: I, we're, it's, we're, everybody's, we're discombobulated today because you know. Katie has rearranged the damn studio.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. I like it,
1: though. I, now I'm staring out the window at nothing
2: well i'm gonna yeah. get some blinds you know what you but, can see you can see the beautiful easy street restaurant bar and
1: performance hall yeah, but just a our main of it. sponsor yeah but not enough so to make out them. what it is if i didn't already know
2: oh yeah no sorry if, sorry scott i can get shane Givens to hang some blinds he will you know what he's gonna do on the side of that building he's if he knew that you were saying this
1: mm-hmm.
2: he's gonna hang a Picture of someone shooting you a bird, probably him.
1: That sounds like exactly something so that he you would could do. see
2: that every week when yeah. you uh record. So, Wines, speaking please. of, yeah, spe- speaking of Easy Street Restaurant Bar and Performance Hall, what's going on this week?
0: This week,
1: mm. see how you did
0: that. Yeah, very nice segue. nice segue. I know
2: I like to highlight our main sponsor
0: <laughs> Friday night. We've got Wayward Sons 8. And Ooh. Saturday night we've got country case, so it's gonna be. A- are they yeah, are can. those
2: two different types of entertainment? Are they s- similar? I, but-
1: I'll I'll take a stab at what country case sings.
2: Yeah, yeah. Me too.
0: And I think Wayward Sons Eight's more of like a southern rock situation. Yeah, that okay, so like, a little bit different.
1: Yeah, that Wayward Sons, Does that Kansas? That's, oh yeah. yeah, right. I'm assuming that's. Where I'm
0: not sure on. that they've played before though. Okay, now that I'm thinking off the top of my head, we've so got brand, some new, brand new, brand
2: new entertainment.
1: New. Sweet.
0: Yeah, you can come good. by. I mean, I'm sure there's a football game this Friday, but we'll be there long after the football game's over. Yeah, it's football
1: yeah, season. That's yeah. uh, officially begins mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. week here yep. in Cherokee County and, and all over the state of Alabama.
0: Mm-hmm. It does.
2: So, you know, my favorite thing that, that you guys have on Easy Street at the restaurant there, when you guys do the the Jimmy's smoked wings,
0: Mm-hmm. God, Okay. Jimmy needs to get oh, back when, there and get some wings. When was going? that
1: done most recently? I don't. You know, know I don't
2: remember. It. But I
0: Shane I have usually to come calls get it every KT. Time. Yeah, he calls KT because oh, okay,
1: mm, and that's favorite. You know, they're bottling Jimmy's barbecue sauce now next door. Oh, no. I got one already. I haven't opened it yet. I'm going to wait until tonight. I've got some ribs. I'm going to cook and then psh-
2: so run, don't walk. Yeah, because when that information gets out,
1: I'm telling you that stuff's good. It's even it got Jimmy's delicious. face on the bottle. Yeah, we put Jimmy's face on the label
2: as it should be. Yeah. It's his sauce. I thought so. Does Shane even know the recipe? He has finally he been does know. been given Does the,
1: he? The, because he, for years and years Jimmy wouldn't tell him what it yep. was.
2: No, it's it's Jimmy's sauce.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, still Jimmy still makes it for the restaurant now, but Shane has been given privy wow. to
2: the so recipe. for those of you who don't know, Jimmy is Shane's father. Correct. So yes. That's who, that's, that's who we keep talking about. <laughs>
1: yes, my father. The master chef yes. uh, next door at Easy Street.
2: Yeah. But I'm serious. The next time those smoke wings are on the, on the menu, come get them. Somebody. Okay. They're Are delicious.
1: you telling me or are you telling everybody? I'm telling everybody. Well, don't tell everybody they'll run out
2: well i won't have to worry about it because i'll get here early
0: <laughs> it's kind of, one of those already things you already know about you it. want yeah. to get day of yeah you know? yeah this yeah. is true i guess
2: exactly all right so. all right and jimmy does a bunch of other stuff very well uh you know it's not just the wings but those just happen yeah, to be sure. my favorite he's yeah. excellent specialty. chef and that that barbecue yeah. sauce that will be on my shelf
1: mm-hmm. you better definitely. hurry they only made 100 of them
2: okay yeah that's why <laughs> i said run don't walk
1: yeah the first yeah. batch, at least, was 100.
2: All right, so this week,
1: uh-huh.
2: I'm going to pat myself on the back a little
1: bit. Oh, boy.
2: Even though I didn't do anything oh. other than suggest this case. But
1: did I'm not going to... Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not going to pat myself on the back too yeah. much. Yeah, what if I screw it up? Well, no, you won't. You always do a great job. But Stacy Smith, yeah. who was our very first guest on the show back in season one reminded me of this case we had talked about this before and she said we were on the boat one day and she said mm-hmm. do you remember because we were over in the area in i was the gonna way. ask if you were there okay. yes and she said do you remember us talking about this and she started mentioning and i said holy cow i just snapped my fingers you didn't hear that but anyways so i immediately got on my phone and i texted you guys an article related to this case mm-hmm. and i said can we do this yeah And you said,
1: on it. I said, I'll see what I can find out. Mm -hmm. My mediocre journalism skills.
2: Now, did you go get pictures? Yes. Okay.
1: I went to Yellow Creek Fish Camp in person yesterday. Probably the first time I'd been in that store in 25 years. Oh, wow. It looks exactly the same. Oh, my goodness. I think all the counters are the same. There's, (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a sign on the door that says, please don't steal our cats.
2: Oh, really?
1: I know. Who has that problem? Apparently, the folks at Yellow Creek Fish Camp.
2: No other individual has that problem yeah. here.
1: Yeah, there's plenty of cats everywhere else mm-hmm. in this county.
2: You got a McDonald's here in town. There's the McKittens. Yeah, yes. there's six of them.
1: Are there that many? Mm-hmm.
2: So, They're living their best life. Not people for want long, to try is to a busy
1: intersection. People
2: want to try to get them, and and I'm like, don't break up the family. They're living their best life. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, Scott, how many you have? What three cats?
1: Mm-hmm. Three I cats. have
2: one. I have one.
1: I only one. have one on purpose.
0: well I was about to say the last one you got wasn't it uh, it was a rescue from Jake's on the Lake it was a
1: rescue it was living (gasps) under that's right it was living under uh, one of the storage buildings at Jake's on the Lake and
2: somehow we mention it every (laughs) week and they're not a sponsor
1: I know that's like our yeah, running joke. And is. Katie did it this time.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. It wasn't me. And
1: it wasn't you. I mean, she's starting the sentence. And I'm like, really? We're going to do this again? Uh-huh.
2: Again. Oh. Once again. All right.
1: Well, let's just make that our running joke. Let's somehow mention Jake's on the, like every, every oh, show. That is funny. Jake's on. been on
2: the show a couple of times. Yeah. So, you know, he's, God, he'll it, love it. And, uh, let's say we've had Julie on. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. We haven't had Claudia or Jacob. They're, they're nope. kids on.
1: We discussed yeah. having Claudia on at one time. And then she fiddled around and graduated and, Got a job and moved off.
2: Now she lives, we, she lives somewhere else. Yeah. She's living her best life too, though. Yeah, Good sure. for her.
1: Yeah, she's got a backyard, so, she said.
2: Jacob mentioned wanting to be on, and then it never got any further than him just mentioning it.
1: Well, he's more of an idea guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love the graves. All right, so here we go. Take it away, Scott.
1: Uh, can we talk about something else first? Okay, what? I saw, I was asking Katie, uh, we were here. Uh, at noon so we had a few minutes to talk before you, you got had here.
2: exactly four minutes we had, to so talk. during
1: this four minute time span between when we were supposed to start and when you walked in the door oh. we were discussing something that i watched on netflix over the weekend what you watch uh, the Dep the herd documentary series watched it last night yeah I, I watched all three of them yesterday
2: what do you think about that
1: guess who hasn't seen it yet
2: <gasps> katie i know but it is on my <laughs>
0: list it is on my
2: list.
1: It's, um, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought. I thought they
0: did
2: a great job.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean.
2: What do you think? What are your thoughts after watching <sighs> that? It's hard,
1: isn't it? I think... think do you think it,
2: the jury got it right? I don't think so. <gasps>
1: what do you think? I think he probably did it.
2: I you think, think he, he was that I think violent? he was
1: abusive to her.
2: Like, even the sexual assault and everything? Maybe. Mm.
1: She, I mean, she... she Everybody said, oh, she was just acting because that's her profession. So it's easy mm-hmm. for her to, you know, feign tears or, or sadness or fear or whatever. But I believed her.
2: So let me tell you who I didn't believe. Okay. I did not believe the dude that they called in and put on the stand that was supposedly on the plane with Oh, them. yeah. That dude.
1: Yeah, what a <laughs> like bag of... And
2: and at yeah. one point in time, Johnny Depp just starts looking down because he's like, yeah, this is, this is falling Yeah, he's flat. trying not to laugh
1: because my buddy is up there <laughs> like, blatantly is, lying for yes, me.
2: And he is really not
1: doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't think he believed himself. It's-
2: but I do think that they were both violent and I think it was volatile at times and I think they're probably both to blame. I,
1: yeah. But I think
2: yeah. she was probably okay. wrong to do the article Yeah, and call herself the face of abuse mm-hmm. and wrong to say that she was going to donate all that divorce money
1: mm-hmm. yeah that didn't look good
2: no and the fact that um there was one other thing that that she was obviously lying
1: about yeah and that's that kind they of called
2: her out on and i can't remember what it was just now so so i think
1: if you can prove she's lying about one thing
2: that, yeah. and that's what they did and that's what they did he had a great defense team yeah I'm sure that lady oh, got and a promotion. She brought
1: up the, brought up the Kate Moss. Yeah. She brought up the name of Kate, the Kate Moss. Moss and so that opened up the opportunity for the defense, or I'm sorry, for the prosecution, I guess, to call yeah. Kate yeah. Moss yes. as a witness. Yes. Oh. And we so also
2: learned- I didn't learned watch any of that
1: when it was happening.
2: The makeup company, <clears throat> they are the ones who yeah. posted on social media and got said- involved. We didn't produce this.
1: Yeah, that was the next year before we- So it wasn't,
2: that. it wasn't actually the lawyers right. that- Mm -hmm. that brought that to light that was a total social media thing i think this documentary did an excellent job at showing how social media will make something look completely skewed
1: that was the overriding focus of the documentary obviously was to show you how distorted Mm -hmm. everything can become when you get social media as the filter that it all goes through
2: and then you get the opportunity to just hear what the jury heard and I think if I was on that jury, I would have had a very difficult time. I can understand why, you know, she actually got a yes vote and he had to pay her $2 million. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I can actually see why they did that. I'm actually very surprised they gave him all yeses. But mm-hmm. they did not prove that there there was really no really good evidence that he was...
1: Physically abusive. Physically
2: abusive. Yeah, but no, that there wasn't was no evidence,
0: and that wasn't yeah because the trial was a defamation trial. He, so you was had to prove that she said she false statements him. of fact.
1: Yeah, well, and they did. That he was an abuser. I think they did <clears throat>
2: because there was nothing to show that he. The only eyewitness to any of the quote abuse was her sister. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Defamation case is hard to win too. And for a man yeah. to win it.
2: Wow. Yeah. And then Amber gets this letter from abuse survivors. And it's a harsh one.
1: Yeah. It's they threw rough... her under the bus. Oh,
2: they were angry. We
1: don't believe you. You've made us mm-hmm. all look bad. Yeah. Ooh. Now it's
2: going to be even harder for a woman to come forward. Yeah. yeah that's... Moving moving forward. You have done more damage. It that's... really was
0: just harsh.
1: It's, it's so... I just don't know how anybody could so definitively but, land on either side.
2: It, it That was hard to see. But I think that if you are a survivor of abuse, um, it is a slap in the face when someone wants to try to own the same pain mm-hmm. that you have. Yeah, And good, so yeah. A good there's a that. lot of emotion in that. Anyways, we could probably do an entire episode about this documentary, but... Y'all watch it on Netflix. I want to... Katie, I want to know what you think after you watch it. Yeah, I need to
0: watch... Yeah, because I kept up with the trial the whole time. Oh, you did? When it was happening, but it, you know... And I watched a lot of it, but then a lot of it was through social media, so I am interested.
1: This time last year, a little Mm -hmm. bit over a year ago, Mm -hmm. the spring, April, May, June, sometime.
0: Yes, and, you know, Disney
2: issued him an apology. Disney had dropped him. Yeah, they dropped him. Oh, yeah, as as, Grindelwald. They dropped him as that, and, and of course, Pirates will Mm -hmm. be, you Mm -hmm. know... And then they apologized and said they would love to have him back. And as of right now, he has said, no,
0: "Oh, thank, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah, of course.
2: Yeah. But he lost. It, that's what he was trying to say was that he lost. I mean, it devastated his career. Because
0: you have to prove, like, in, de- like in, in the case he was proven, he had to prove that what mm-hmm. she said, of you know, actually materially affected him.
2: And mm-hmm. Disney dropped him after that. After that article, after she wrote that, right? And so that well, was, that was
1: in the middle of the whole Me Too thing. All you had to do was accuse anybody,
2: mm-hmm. and that's not right.
1: It's not. But again, here we go with social media, and mm-hmm. that was what the documentary was.
2: It was pointing
1: a spotlight on.
2: And I think they were good at being neutral. Yeah, they did not have, you know, an axe to grind uh, other than with social I, media. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as far as the story itself, I thought they walked it right down the middle of the road. That's what you want in a good documentary that lets you make up your own mind.
2: They did, and they also were right down the middle showing the social media extremes. His supporters, her supporters, mm-hmm. you know. The nuts. Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry, can I say that?
2: Sure, sure. sure. Yeah, the nuts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there were a lot of them.
2: Yeah, lots. All right. All right, we ready. Are we talking about anything else before we get to the...
1: No, I was just trying to kill some time. We've killed 15 minutes now. So at least this episode will be somewhere in the 45 to 50 minute neighborhood now that we've killed 15 minutes.
0: Oh, let me say something before we get going. Now now we're up to an hour. Go for it. Let's do this. I was just, this is a mini shout out thing. I don't know if y'all saw the comment on our Facebook, Jonathan Ledbetter, who's a fan of the show. He comments and sends us messages a good bit. He reminded me that the rhyme, the children's rhyme that we talked about last week. Oh yeah, I saw that. They actually in our episode on Viola Hyatt. We talked about that same rhyme that they had redone for Viola Hyatt. Viola Hyatt, if mm-hmm. I could talk today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, gave, nice. her, gave her lover 40 wax and gave his brother 41 or whatever.
1: hmm. hmm. So, hey, nice. I love it. Just repurposed that. Thank old, you. Yeah. Thanks. Ditty.
2: Yeah. Thanks for the comment. Yeah. And thank you for listening.
1: Thanks, Jonathan. Yeah. I was like, oh, I oh, I forgot
0: it. about that. People remember more than we do.
1: Speaking <laughs> of research and going back and uh, remembering things, you know, it's a lot different. It depends on how we do these stories. If it's a story that's well known, that there are books written about it it's a lot easier to do the research for it than it is for a local case because a lot of times there's not as much information. Mm-hmm. You have to go in different directions mm-hmm. or do more things. Act like a journalist is what I'm trying not to say. You
2: have to be above mediocre. Yeah, so. And you rose to that challenge, Scott. Well, I'm looking I'm at your notes here. Today. I've that. got
1: notes everywhere, but look, most of these pages are blank. So That's okay. Yeah. So that's a whole legal pattern. You
2: got a stack of... Yeah, I got some stuff hands.
1: here. I, well, I went to the uh, I went to the county courthouse.
2: Oh, always fun.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Two hours later, I got these four pages uh, that I thought might come in handy. And as I was walking out, and I'll talk a little bit more about this later, but as I was walking out, I bumped into someone who was actually at Yellow Creek Fish Camp the night that all this happened.
2: Oh my goodness. Wow. So
1: I got some really good information from that person and I'll mention him in a minute. But okay. that just goes to show... You can do all of this research. I finally found a computer that had some, you know, a lot of of the case files in it. Mm -hmm. And I'm picking through for two hours trying to find what to bring home with me. Mm -hmm. And then the five-minute conversation I have in the lobby is what I ended up More useful. Yeah, So, (laughs) you just never know.
2: All right. Well, let's do this.
1: Okay. So, we're going to go back to December the 16th of 1999. Okay. Bert Latham was the assistant district attorney at the time. Don't we all miss Bert? Mm -hmm. Uh, Bo Jolly was a brand new officer on the uh, Cherokee County Sheriff's Department.
2: Okay. We remember Bo.
1: Yeah. Bo's been with us before. That was uh, back in season one. That was the first part of uh, the Barbara and Roberts Mm -hmm. story, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't remember what Katie titled that episode. It was something catchy. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember. It was
2: we had was. Bo and we had his daughter on.
1: Yeah, Where and we you were. said that you had been to uh, uh, the Yellow Creek area recently when Stacy reminded you about this.
2: Yes, episode. we were we were on the water, so we could okay. see everything from the water. From the so
1: boat. yeah, if you've never been to Weiss Lake here in Cherokee County, one of the prettiest areas on Weiss Lake is the area around Yellow Creek Falls. Yes, it's it's a one hundred foot high waterfall. Uh, With some swimming areas and some places where you can jump off of the cliff and the kids can play on the rocks and you can walk up to the base of the falls. There's a trail that goes all the way up. A lot of videos that you can watch on YouTube if you want to create a mental picture of what this area looks like. But it's a very popular area for boaters. Yellow Creek Fish Camp sounds like this big sprawling facility. (laughs) Does Um, it? Doesn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's maybe not. to an outside. When yeah, you say, maybe to When you
2: say camp, fish yeah, camp, right? You know, yeah. This
1: is a uh, this is a twenty by forty foot long concrete slab. It's made out of concrete blocks that haven't been painted since paint was invented. Just the, the <laughs> first year after that, and never since. Um, there's a covered porch on one end. It's not very big. It's just basically a little country store out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. on Highway 273, by one of the most picturesque areas, scenes. Anywhere on Weiss Lake. Yes. So it's a very nice area, but if you just plop down in front of Yellow Creek Fish Camp, you wouldn't think necessarily that it was a popular area. Right. Especially for convenience store. Right. Shoppers. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's just there's nothing around.
2: Right. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And so uh, on December the sixteenth, nineteen ninety-nine, a guy named Kevin Dion Conkle, who was thirty two years old, I knew Dion, we called him in school. He was a couple of years older than me. I remember him slamming a door in my face when I was about sixth grade.
2: Oh my gosh. Why'd he slam a door in your face? He was mean. Okay. So, so he's
0: definitely the villain. I I remember
1: staying away from him. So this guy was just, he was the guy who would jerk your books out of your arms as you walked down the hall. Just a turd. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. He went to Cedar Bluff.
1: That's correct. I don't think he stayed around long enough to graduate.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I couldn't find my sixth grade yearbook this morning to see if I was right about what year it was. I was either in sixth grade or seventh grade. And he was supposed to be three grades ahead and he was only two because he'd failed a grade, I think. Gotcha. Something like that. Okay. Anyway. uh, Dion continued his bad ways on into adulthood. He was married at one point. Has a daughter, at least a daughter, right Katie? He'd been in jail before. Uh, I looked him up on the state's uh, uh, prisoner database. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's him. He looks... He looks like an older version of the guy that I remember.
2: And what what had he been in jail for? He
1: had been in jail previously for um, possession of a controlled substance. Okay. He'd spent a year in jail and hadn't been out of jail long mm-hmm. when these events took place that we're yeah. about to tell you about. So on December the 16th, 1999, Betty Wilson was sitting. She was in the store alone. She and her husband, Don, I believe is his name, had owned... Yellow Creek fish camp for thirteen years when this happened. Okay. She's sitting at the counter. She's on the telephone with her friend Betty. Oh, her name's Betty. I'm sorry, Gloria. Gloria okay. is her friend's name.
2: Okay, so Betty's yeah, Betty Wilson. Betty's in the store She's in on the, the store. phone with Gloria.
1: Correct. Okay. And so her friend her friend hears Betty tell a story about two guys who walk in and look suspicious. They don't stay in the store long. They buy one piece of candy and then they leave. Mm. Five minutes later, Betty is still on the telephone with her friend. Okay. And she screams out, oh, God, one of them is coming through the door, and he's got a hood on. Uh Uh-oh. The next thing Gloria heard was a horrible scream, and then two gunshots, one right after the other.
2: Oh, my gosh. Uh,
1: She heard a series of scuffling noises. Then she heard a high-pitched beep, most likely from the cash register. Uh, She immediately pushed down the button on her phone, called 911 and reported the shooting at Yellow Creek.
2: Now, when you say push down the button
1: on the phone, uh-huh.
2: explain that. To that
1: was landlords. an old phone hanging on the wall, probably in her kitchen. And so in order for her to uh, end that call, to disconnect that call, she had to mm-hmm. hold down the uh, the handle that holds the receiver Yes, when it's uh, in its rest. So they're position. talking
2: on landlines. Yes,
1: they're talking on landlines. And she
2: disconnects to call 911.
1: <clears throat> probably with a rotary dial.
2: Gotcha. So it took okay. a second. All right.
1: So there's a reserve police officer who lives not too far from Yellow Creek Fish Camp, and he hears the nine one one call on his scanner because uh, rescue squad frequencies weren't uh, scrambled at the time. So a lot of folks had a had a a scanner in their
2: house oh yeah in their house. They could hear everything to listen that's going to on. listen everything was oh, going on in
1: the community mm-hmm. as far as safety workers, fire department, mm-hmm. police officers. Mm-hmm. So uh, this officer hears the call, and he. Speeds over to Yellow Creek. When he gets there, there's no cars in the parking lot. He looked in the front door, and he saw Betty Wilson slumped over in her chair in a pool of blood. Mm. He did not go in the store. He ran to a nearby payphone. Mm.
2: Because he wouldn't have had a cell phone. Because he wouldn't
1: have had a cell phone, and probably the radio transmission out in Yellow Creek at the time wasn't very good.
2: No, probably Probably
1: still isn't. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, he ran to a nearby payphone. He called 911, verified the scene, uh, verified the... That the crime had taken place and secured the scene.
2: Okay, good for him.
1: So, the crime scene is part of what I found out about as I was at the courthouse earlier in the week. I was coming out of the uh, the room where I had used the computer for a couple of hours, and I bumped into Terrell Ransom, who is a he's a sheriff's deputy now, but twenty four years ago he was the chief of police in Leesburg.
2: Okay, where this he was, is- Near where this happened. Yes,
1: he was uh, one of the first officers to arrive at the scene. Okay. And uh, he said it was obvious when you walked in that, that Betty was deceased. She'd been okay. uh, shot in the chest. She'd been shot in the head and stabbed in the neck with a what looked like a long, some sort of big knife.
2: Well, now what? that seems oh unnecessary. Gosh. Yeah. Was the knife still there?
1: No, it was not. It was. It was. There were a couple of shell cartridges, uh, spent cartridges on the floor, sitting beside... Betty Wilson on the counter was a piece of newspaper. Maybe she'd been working the crossword puzzle, but over in the margin, she had written down Toyota, dark red tag number 13 BA seven three nine.
2: And let me guess, were those the guys who came in to buy the candy?
1: Those were the guys who came in to buy the candy,
2: the suspicious looking creepy and weird. And she thought to write that down. Mm
1: -hmm. She did indeed. And, uh, Harold Ransom, during that short conversation that I had with him last week, he regularly stopped by Yellow Creek on his patrol Mm -hmm. route. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times he sat and chit-chatted. He and Betty were friends. Okay. Uh, And he said that they would occasionally talk about what to do Mm -hmm. if she ever found herself alone and somebody came in that looked like it was going to be a crime or Mm -hmm. menacing in some way.
0: Probably... In thinking about a robbery at that point, Correct. not a murder. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And he, Terrell said, you know, I just told Betty, let them take whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, do you think she had a gun under the counter? And he said, it wouldn't have mattered if she had. No. Because he just walked right in.
2: I mean, he, they was she quit. was still sitting in a yeah. chair. Yeah. Wow. And she's on the phone with her friend and she just gets out. Oh my God. You know, yeah. he's got, he's got on a hood. Yeah. Their back or something like that. Right. Yeah. And then that was it.
1: Yeah. That was the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So they run the tag, run the tag number, and it comes up an address just a few miles away. So uh, some Sheriff's Department investigators go to the address. Uh, There's a truck there that matches the description. Okay. Uh, One of the investigators shined his flashlight inside the truck. They don't have a search warrant yet, but he shined his flashlight uh, flashlight inside the window. He saw uh, a pistol on the front seat. he saw part of a cash register lying in the bed of the pickup truck. Mm, Suspicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Immediately, uh, Dion Conkle and his friend, a guy named Jerry Wells, they both come out of the trailer and surrender to police and are arrested. Now, here's one of the big reasons why one of these guys is in prison without the possibility of parole and the other got two life sentences, but he's going to be eligible for parole on both of those life sentences. If he's not already, then he will be soon. Conkle had blood on his clothes. Mm. The other guy did not.
2: Yeah. That's, that's some evidence right there. Yeah.
1: And so what's eventually going to happen is, uh,
2: other dudes going to roll. Yeah. Wells Wells
1: is going to roll on Conkle before maybe the opposite has a chance to occur, but whatever reason, His story seemed to make more sense. I'm sure they both had stories to tell. And after they got the facts put together and held up the facts beside the stories, Mm -hmm. the story that Wells told made more sense than the story that Conkle told, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Um, Inside the truck, after they got a, a search warrant, they found a bloody hunting knife, a bloody pair of gloves, a bloody pistol, and a total of $600 in cash. It's looking pretty incriminating Mm -hmm. at this point.
2: That's a lot of evidence there.
1: There were some uh, bloody cigarette cartons inside the house.
2: So those typically Mm -hmm. were stored behind the clerk, right? Mm -hmm. Right. In a store. Yeah. So if you shoot the clerk and you have the blood splatter and then you steal the cigarettes. Mm -hmm.
1: That could be absolutely what happens there. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of a weird setup at Yellow Creek. And I think it's still the same now that it was all those years ago. when you go in the door sort of the whole left side is the it's a long counter okay and it's it's got sort of a a low area in it betty wilson was sitting in a chair i think she was an older lady and so the counter had been built in a way that she could operate the cash register from her chair from se- from a se- seated position
2: and so that explains why she didn't have the opportunity to do anything because if it's right there when you walk in the door yeah
1: I mean from, from me to you, three feet three feet away from yeah. walking in the door, there is where the register is.
2: And see that helps to because I was thinking I'm vision envisioning the whole time the, the counter and the cash register in the back
1: of the I got store. You. you walk in yep. and it's
2: to the back. Yep. But it's to the left. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: okay. Yeah, and it's just an old just an old building a big window right there, so that's how she was able to see see them
2: coming them yeah.
1: coming uh before they got into the store.
2: Man, I wish she'd had a gun. Ready.
1: Yeah. So, the fact that Jerry Wells did not have blood on his clothing, Mm -hmm. and Conkle did, is going to lead them to uh, believe that that was the version of what happened, that Jerry was the driver, and that Conkle went inside, Mm -hmm. fired the two shots, used the knife, grabbed the register. Uh, Terrell Ransom told me that when they took the register outside, the paper was unspooling Mm -hmm. from from the reel, and it, it was just left...
2: It just drove. He out said, we knew
1: exactly where the truck was parked. Because of that. Because they pointed us right to it.
2: Not everybody's a smart criminal.
1: Yeah, true. Oh, and uh, the the Bo Jolly story that I wanted to tell, I talked to Bo uh, last week, and then he and I played phone tag later in the week. But he was able to tell me during a conversation we had that he was one of the young guys on the force, right, at the time. Mm-hmm. And so he got the job from Roy Wynn, who was the sheriff of the county at the time. Uh, Bo had to sit out all night in his patrol car and guard the store of, over the course of that night, just to make sure somebody didn't, you know, try to break in and steal things or, or disturb a crime scene. Mm-hmm. And so Bo is a young guy got that job.
2: I bet it gets really dark out there at night. Oh yeah. Are you kidding? Mm. Cause it's a stretch of it's road. It's a secluded area yeah, with
1: the, mm-hmm. with the water making the sound no, and in weird that was, ways. That was
2: quite eerie. I bet for um, him.
1: I would not. I'm sure Bo
2: was that. fine, but I yeah. would not be. Yeah.
1: Same. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Bo's was a, Brave young man. So we didn't have to worry about that. So it was, uh, that was in, all of this happened on December the 16th, 1999. It was January of 2000 before the uh, grand jury here in Cherokee County indicted Conkle for the capital murder of Betty Wilson. Uh, During the course of first degree robbery, that means uh, that it's a potential death penalty case. Mm. That's capital murder. He was arraigned for, uh, he was arraigned on those charges in June of 2000. And pleaded not guilty at the time.
2: Mm. Did he not know the evidence they had against him?
1: Uh, he is did. That, is
2: that bad lawyer advice or was he just going against the advice? I think it's advice, just the, the
1: inclination we all have to, if you're facing what the gas chamber, maybe it was still the electric chair in 99. Um, well, yeah,
2: you know, you would think if you would plea, you would, that would come off the table.
1: I, I maybe i would think so too i don't know i don't yeah. know yeah but between june of 2000 when he pleaded not guilty and april of 2001 Conkle completely changed his mind
2: um, mm, he not, decided yeah. that he
1: would plead guilty in exchange for the death chamber being taken off the table he would get life without parole mm-hmm. i guess at that point at least you've got your life and then you can go and dig into your law books and try to find some way to get out of it
2: work on the appeal process yeah
1: so that's what he, he was convinced to do between June of 2000 and April of 2001. Now he's going to immediate, well, let, let me not jump ahead. Even though he changed his plea to guilty in the state of Alabama, you still have to conduct a trial in front of a jury. Okay. If there's a, if life without parole is the punishment, the state is. Okay. So there's right. a one day trial yeah, okay. here in the county They present the evidence. Uh, I tried to find the court transcript. I see a lot of references to the court transcript in some of these other documents, but nobody could figure out where to point me to get an actual transcript from the one-day court proceeding. Mm -hmm. But I think there's enough information here that we can figure out what happened. Now,
2: who is the judge?
1: Um, The judge was uh, Cole.
2: Randall Cole. I'm sure it was Judge Cole. We've mentioned Judge Cole before.
1: We have, indeed. Recently retired.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. So... I had another question, and it just went poof out of my head. I'll think of it in a minute. Okay,
1: yeah, whenever.
2: Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah, tell me. Did Wells testify against him during this one-day court hearing?
1: I think he did. There's enough references in here to, to ways that they believe that the story happened okay, that cool. obviously make it sound like Wells is up there.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I would think you would definitely need him. Yeah. You would want his Mm -hmm. testimony because he's he's the only other set of eyeballs there
1: well here's another thing that i found out about in that two-hour stint i spent at the courthouse it was a document that i didn't keep and i actually just now remembered it there was a a three-page handwritten letter in those court documents in part of this case file that was written by somebody who had been incarcerated with Dion conkle after the murder took place. Oh. In which he was bragging about what he had done. Ugh. That he You had, walk
2: in and you shoot an unarmed
1: older shot lady. and then stab this old lady and how much money it was. And he uh, had told $600. him- $600. That the other guy didn't Inside. want to take- Yeah. He had told this buddy or this, uh, this inmate, this cellmate, that the other guy didn't want his money, his half of the money. Mm-hmm. And that was the same story that Jerry Wells told to the police officers.
2: So did Jerry know that he was going to go in and shoot her or did he think he was just going to rob the store? It almost makes you think that Jerry wasn't prepared for the murder.
1: Yeah. Well, they, uh, those two guys, they worked for Jerry's father in some capacity. I think they were probably in the landscaping business or Mm -hmm. or chopping tree limbs or whatever, but uh, they didn't make a lot of money doing what it was that they did, but they lived together and it was, they both worked for Jerry's father okay. um, at some manual labor job, and so that's mm-hmm. why they were together. It was about three thirty on a uh, mm-hmm. on a December afternoon, so it wasn't quite dark yet, but I'll bet that the sun was already behind the mountains. I over bet there. it was, and it was you know everything was in shadow.
2: Yeah, because by, the, by 4.15 on a day like that, it's, it's dark. getting dark. Yeah. yeah, it's dark. I mean, 4.30 so, is it's as dark as it's going be. Middle
1: of December, a, a week before Christmas. 10
2: p.m.,
0: you and know? so How could they have expected this store to have a lot of money? That, and, and that's another thing. Yeah, it just makes me question. think that Wells just
2: thought that they were just, he was going to go in.
0: Maybe we're going to get some cigarettes and, and some stuff. And rob the store yeah.
2: and mm-hmm. move on.
0: Yeah. It, that is consistent, especially when
2: he's saying, I don't even want my part of the money now. Yeah. So yeah. like it, it was like, wait a minute. And I don't know that for a fact, but anyways, I was yeah. just...
1: No, no, it's, yeah. uh, it's uh, uh, perplexing.
2: I don't know anything about Wells, and I don't know anything about the situation, but... It, it,
1: I didn't really find a that lot... That would be of, my guess. I didn't mm-hmm. find a lot about Wells in the document. Of course, I wasn't looking through the Wells documents. I was looking through the Conkle documents, but there, there was a couple of mentions of him. I do know that he got, like I said, he got the two, I guess, in exchange for what would have been testimony against... Conkle. Conkle, if it had been required, mm-hmm. he got the two life sentences.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: well, you're eligible for parole in 15 years in Alabama if you get a life sentence.
0: Well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if.
1: As we found out the hard way.
0: Watch out who you hang out with and what they're doing because if mm-hmm. you are involved in a felony. Oh, man. And a murder happens, mm-hmm. someone dies in the commission of that felony. You're, you're, on
1: you're, on the you're
0: guilty of murder. Yeah. If you're riding along with someone mm-hmm. and they do something like that,
2: get yeah. ready. Mm-hmm. You are you are involved mm-hmm. at that point. Man, what a terrible, pl- what a terrible place to be in. And, and I hate that. And then the fact that he's bragging to his cellmate mm-hmm. about this. So the well, cellmate just decides to write this letter.
1: We've all talked about how reliable yeah, jailhouse informants yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. So who That's knows? True. That's true. I mean, it was specific in several areas. I read it twice. Um,
2: the guy obviously knew about the crime, basically.
1: He, yeah. yeah. I, I, he must have known enough things about the case that he couldn't have heard somewhere else yeah. that it made the authorities believe, okay, this guy's not pulling our leg. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So, today's episode is brought to you in part by a Outdoor Services. You know, they're located right here in Cherokee County. And I called Alan myself just a few weeks ago, and he and his crew came out to my house, pressure washed the whole thing. It looks brand new. Well, as brand new as my house can possibly look after 25 years. But all I did was call Alan at 256-706-7964. He and the guys showed up and cleaned up everything. It looked fantastic. The pollen has fallen a little bit since then. So if you haven't done this already, now is the perfect time to call Alan and a w Outdoor Services at 256 706 7964 and let them do for you what they've already done for me.
2: It's time to plan your best vacation ever right here in
0: Cherokee County, Alabama. Many outdoor adventures await wet a hook in beautiful Weiss Lake, swing away at Cherokee Pines Golf Club, climb to the best view around at Cherokee Rock Village, hike the Little River Canyon National Preserve, take a day's long splash at Pirates Bay Water Park, and much, much more.
1: The Cherokee County Chamber of Commerce and Tourism has a full list of recommended lodging facilities, RV sites, and campgrounds. And they're all set up to suit your vacation needs, whatever they may be.
2: So come see us from wherever you are. And if you already live right here in lovely Cherokee County, plan your summer 2023 staycation with the chamber by visiting cherokee-chamber.org.
0: Are you in the market for a full-time Weiss Lake home or recreational lot? Let Trini Davis and Elizabeth Powell put their all-star property group at Keller Williams Realty to work for you. Trini and Elizabeth are locals themselves, so they know the Weiss Lake area, and with over 40 years of experience, their professional listing and buying agents, talented home stagers and photographers, and specialized marketing team will work to make your lakefront dreams come true. Check out the Keller Williams team on Facebook at All-Star Property Rome, you can also visit at All Star Property Rome to browse their images on Instagram or give them a call at 706 844 7493. That's the All Star Property Group with Keller Williams Realty at 706 844 7493. You can hit pause, call them now, and make your Weiss Lake dreams a reality.
1: Conkle goes to jail. Uh, immediately he had been in jail since the event had happened he would he'd been held without bond so he wasn't able to run around and uh hang out with his family or get into more mischief but he had been a bad seed in the county for a long time and one of the things that he said later when he appealed was that he asked his attorneys to he said he wanted to go to trial mm. he wanted a change of venue because he had such a bad reputation here in cherokee county that he didn't feel like he could get a fair trial. And one of his attorneys uh, in an affidavit I found pretty much confirms that that would have been the case. He said everybody knew what a bad guy this guy was in Cherokee County. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to be one of the things that Conkle argues in some of his appeals Okay. That happened later because within a week of him being sentenced on april the twenty third of two thousand and one he's already filed i'm sorry within a month in may of twenty two thousand and one he's already filed his first appeal
2: and so he got life without parole correct okay, and so then he's he's filing an appeal yes did and that one day trial it was where was that that was
1: here in Cherokee it was County, here in the courthouse in the in the main courtroom upstairs and
2: I mean, that may be a valid argument if you're a defense attorney to try to get a,
1: oh, I'm a sure change of venue. Yeah. But
2: I think it's it takes a lot for that to happen, well, doesn't it? It
1: it does because some other county has to foot the bill that was going to be your your problem to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't, there wasn't going to be any, any testimony anyway. Mm-hmm i'm not saying this the right way if if he got the case that he wanted if he got the the trial that he wanted then he ran the risk of being in a lot of trouble of getting the death penalty and so they're telling him hey don't do that you don't want to testify you just you're going if everybody if the jury finds out what we already know you're going to the to the death chamber
2: Mm -hmm. because in 1999 in alabama it would have been the chamber at that time right
1: well, that's what I said a minute ago. I'm not sure when we switched from the chair to the gas chamber. That up. I'll look that but up. It's really around that time. Okay. Somewhere just in that general vicinity. Anyway, so that was what they convinced him of, this Alabama mm-hmm. prison project that Katie and I were talking about off the air earlier. They, we're not even sure if it's still around. Yeah. But at the time, it was a nonprofit group that if you were a prisoner who was up against either a death penalty sentence or a life in prison without parole sentence these folks would reach out and try to help you to make sure that you had access to all of the legal uh, oh. venues owed to you, right? I mean, just to make sure that every T got crossed and every I got dotted before you went to the chair.
0: What it seems like, Or got yeah. locked
1: away forever. Yeah. Because when I pulled up uh, Conkle's criminal file on the computer, under his sentence, it says years, 999. Months, 99. Days, 99. They yeah. just fill it full of nines and forget about you. Kay, uh, Kelly, what were you going to say? I'm sorry.
2: So according to deathpenaltyinfo.org for the state of Alabama uh-huh. uh, Alabama electrocuted their last person in 2002. Okay, so he would have gone to the chair. He would have been in and he would they, have
1: been sentenced to die in the chair, but by the time he got
2: it would have been something he
1: else. would have been yeah
2: but uh, apparently we electrocuted Linda. Lion Block.
1: That name sounds familiar.
2: So maybe we should look into that. Interesting there. But that was our last person to undergo that punishment involuntarily in the state. And we are now lethal injection.
1: Yeah.
0: Which we don't do very well.
1: Yeah, which we're not very we good at. We
2: allowed that, but we continue to allow inmates to select electrocution at the time.
0: Okay. Why would you choose anything but injection now? Yeah. You, yeah, gotta, you got you got you got a
2: Real good chance of it not working. Yeah, we, we have an issue here with that. We should probably do an
1: episode yeah, on that at some absolutely. point. I think you're probably right. Well, <laughs> one of the things that I found out about, uh, I mentioned the fact that he changed his mind between the time he was uh, mm-hmm. arraigned and the time the case started. And there were other reasons in addition to the ones that we've already talked about. Um, apparently, he had been instructed by his attorneys that the photos and the video that would have been evidence in a trial are very gruesome. Obviously this woman has been shot twice uh, and been stabbed um, with a very large, the, the knife was 10 and a half inches long when they found it.
2: And that is, I mean, like Katie said earlier, excessive.
0: Unnecessary. Like
2: what yeah. were they doing?
1: Yeah. Just to, somebody wanted to see what it looked like when that happened.
2: Just to, woo. that's another kind of level.
1: Thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's another level.
2: And you had experience with this individual growing up and it mm-hmm. was just widely known that this, this is a bad yeah, dude. Avoid.
1: Yeah. by the time, I mean, I'm talking about when I was 12 and he was 15. So mm-hmm. by the time, you know, this is 17 years later, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's 32 when this happens. So he's just, he's become that person that everybody just, you know, sounds when, he, like when a, he pulls into the parking lot, you're like, oh no, not that guy.
2: Sounds like an antisocial personality, which yeah. would have been like sociopath, psychopath. Yeah. Back in the day. I,
1: just, I have that one overriding memory is the day he... And I know that he did it on purpose because I could see him cut his eyes behind him
2: mm-hmm. to
1: see if I was back there. We were what just,
2: door did he slam? Just,
1: uh, it, was a, it was the door between... It's the the building doesn't even exist anymore. This was back when there was a two story wooden and brick building at Cedar Bluff School mm-hmm. that Katie has only seen uh, pictures of oh, that are yeah. all very old.
2: Mm-hmm. Did it <laughs> hit you in the face? <laughs> that yeah, was the right old in the face. front Pow. building, Pow. Pow. Yeah,
1: the old building in the front I
2: hit you right in the face, right in the
1: face, Damn. right before I got to the what now everybody calls the library. Back in the day, we called it the uh, old gym
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it was older than the new one. Okay, which is still twenty five years old.
0: Now then. there is another, a new old gym.
1: Yeah, there's a new old gym and an old new gym, and the old mm-hmm. gym is a library. Okay, fun. Something like that. Well, that sounds good. We get confused at Cedar yeah. Bluff.
0: And I, we know, don't I'm... have that many buildings, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've
2: only been inside Cedar Bluff School one time. Oh, yeah. In my whole life, so it's very hard for me to
1: picture how more, this looks. More times between the two of us than just once. Yeah, you know. a couple. Katie and I have been in a few times
0: what? more than that. Yeah,
2: yeah. As we, as we have stated before, the two of you graduated from Cedar Bluff. Mm-hmm. I graduated from... Cherokee County, that's right.
0: Twenty five years combined time in that school. Yeah, you you didn't have kindergarten,
1: did you? Head Start. Oh, was it in that building? mm -hmm. Oh, then twenty six. So
2: Cedar Bluff is a K through twelve. Yes. Whereas the Cherokee County schools, we have elementary
1: school, middle school, and high school. So. Mm who gives a crap about that why are you telling everybody
2: because i want people to know about us
0: <laughs> we just moved from the front building to the back building when it was time to or yeah. when i was there the front building was elementary yeah. school the back building was yeah. the high school that was it
2: well it's kind of weird because it, with with cherokee county you've got center elementary school you've got center middle school and then you go to cherokee county high school
0: yeah, that was always a point of contention. That's strange. Yeah. With, with other schools.
2: I know. We're. I mean, we. I am very aware that I am the uh, black sheep sitting here. You guys at it's it's Cedar Bluff and myself from Cherokee County. So. Yeah,
1: you're an Auburn fan too.
2: Well, yeah.
1: So <laughs> you're a black sheep in this room in that way as well. That's <laughs> all I'm
2: saying.
0: Or oh. I'm the one shining light. Or that. I mean, however you want to look at it, you,
1: know. you are the future. <laughs>
0: you are um, in charge here so maybe we should just yeah, back up
1: exactly um desperate guys that's all i have really i mean that's it. that's how that mm-hmm. whole thing played out so he's where been in is jail he he's still in jail and it will be for the rest of his life he was there uh last week anyway the last time i looked he was still there so the appeals still, process is that, over that appeals process is over mm-hmm. but uh the, he was in court as recently as 2021 trying to end the garnishment of his wages uh what? he was he was fined about dollars in uh, court costs and restitution when this case was over. So here we are 20 years later and maybe he still hasn't paid his $985. In-
2: well, I mean, they're going to
1: garnish that it was until part of you-, it anyway. you
0: pay it. So, I think it was
1: 1400 bucks total. So he wow. was trying to get them to stop garnishing his wages in twenty twenty
0: Like his prison wages? I
1: guess so, yeah. I guess he's got some sort of... Uh,
2: and those are not very high.
1: Menial job, yes. Yeah, no, 70 no. cents a year. I mean, it's not much.
2: It's yeah, so. I'm sorry, but... You can to have to pay your fines. Even less it's than over. I make. Yeah. So it's. So what about uh, the other guy, Wells? Is he out of jail?
1: I was afraid to look. I okay. was I was afraid that he would would be out of jail and would hear about the podcast and want to come on, and so I didn't look very hard. Did
0: he go to school with you too?
1: He did not. I don't mm-hmm. know that guy. I don't know. I don't know uh, the name. Not either. as far as I know. But I didn't look him up. I didn't look up his face or his image mm-hmm. to see if it was anybody. Well, I we recognized.
2: were we were mostly focused on Conkel anyway because yeah. he was the one who. Uh, murdered mm-hmm. Betty. So that's
1: that, that is the so official focus. version of yeah. the story. He says that it happened exactly the other way around.
0: Oh, oh he said, said, Wells says did Wells did
1: it. Yeah, Conkle says that Wells did it and the reason that he had blood on him and Wells didn't was because Wells had already taken a shower at the house before the cops showed up and that uh he purposely Wells did touched uh Conkle on the foot or on the on the leg to get blood on his pants.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, when they were in the truck together. That's his is version this, of the story.
0: Is this mm-hmm. before Nobody believed that. we're testing for gunshot residue on our hands? Because that would be they a cool proof.
1: They determined that the gun, I, you're right, and that's nowhere in the notes. Uh, they determined that the gun in the truck was the murder weapon mm-hmm. they used mm-hmm. ballistics to determine that but the
2: knife was was used and the as knife well. was
1: the knife had betty wilson's blood on it whose every, fingerprints every, were everywhere the they knife. found there's nothing about fingerprints there's nothing about dna there's nothing about the like you said gunshot with the, residue? yeah the gunshot residue because i mean if, so i don't know
0: if one of them's got gunshot residue on their hands and the other doesn't and, it, I mean, it, and it, maybe it's all of that about fingerprints not being there too. It, it's almost
2: surprising to me that it's appealed and pick up on something well, like that. Well,
1: it it's almost makes me believe that all of that information is there somewhere. Is remember, there somewhere, we, we yeah. never had a full trial anyway. That's wow. true. It was a one day thing. So maybe well, play guilty. Uh, well, maybe that's another reason why. Yeah, he was convinced that he should plead guilty. It's not going to affect his ability mm-hmm. to appeal after the fact and claim whatever as he wants
2: but his and lawyer was, doing, was trying to do the job of keeping him alive to yes do so.
1: that's yeah. what yeah the the uh, rocky watson is that what you said mm-hmm. the guy's name is in uh, an affidavit that he wrote in the years after this as the appeals were going through that's what he said mm-hmm. he said my job was to do the best defense i could for my client and the best thing i could do for him was try to save his life and that's what i did
2: well and that's uh, yeah sounds right
1: yeah and he so. and sherry carver were actually uh the defense working, attorneys. Working
2: together? Yeah, they worked mm-hmm.
1: together on this case uh, those years ago. And uh, I guess Mike O'Dell was the DA and then Bert was the no. assistant DA, right? Was... Would Mike have been in 99? Mike would have been in 99, right? Is
0: he? Okay.
1: Or maybe he got elected in t- 2000 for the first time. Maybe Igo was on
2: either heard. one yeah yeah
1: i'm not sure, sure exactly i should and we've all
2: you've all if i you've, should have
1: called mike i didn't
2: if you have been listening to our podcast from the beginning you've heard all of these names we just dropped yes before yeah.
1: anytime we talk about a local case mm-hmm. a lot of these guys especially if they happened in the last 20 or 30 years you're gonna hear
2: i go you're gonna hear bert latham odell, you're gonna hear mike odell you're yeah. gonna hear bo jolly
1: yeah the guys who have been. you're gonna hear judge randall cole yes yeah so that's our <laughs> Uh, Sherry Carver,
0: the, judge. She used to be a judge. Judge, be a judge Carver. Right. And she's still um, practicing. She attorney
2: right down the road.
1: Law. Yeah, I yes. saw her uh, in front of the courthouse one day last week, coming down the stairs.
2: Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, all these names are, I'm sure we've we've mentioned before, but this was right in our backyard. Yeah, very and much so. Interestingly enough, had had uh, Betty talked with her. Police officer friend, who was her police officer friend? You said
1: uh, Terrell Ransom. Terrell he, Ransom. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Had they talked about her writing down after they took whatever they wanted the uh, the license plate in the car and all of that, or did she just
1: think to do that? I think that I think that Terrell told me that that was something that she did from time to time, mm-hmm. and it was and the way he said it, it wasn't like he remembered immediately and knew right away to look mm-hmm. for something written on the edge of a piece of newspaper. Mm-hmm. But when they all found it. Terrell mm-hmm. thought, yeah, that's exactly like something she and, would do.
2: And so let's just think about this. Betty solved her own murder.
1: Correct. That's yes. true.
2: By writing that down. Because yeah. if she had not written that, I don't think they would have known where to start. I mean, there would have been no way for them there to was, know. You know.
1: It was so desolate out out there where this happened. And you, we heard about what the, the, the truck looked like, mm-hmm. if not for the fact that Police knew which truck, which mm-hmm. exact truck they to went look for. right to them. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: with blood because they with, ran the tag. But they, they had no reason red-handed. to believe
1: that anybody mm-hmm. is literally red-handed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had no reason to believe anybody was going to know it was them because there was nobody around.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had no way she had place. written that down, and it's because they came in and scoped the place out first. Yeah, and so then they, they, thought, they were clean acting strange. getaway. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, because she didn't really give any information to her friend that she was on the phone with, other than there are these two guys in here that were acting strange. Yeah. And then, oh my God, here they come back.
1: Yeah. And if there is more information from the, from that phone call, again, we never got mm-hmm. to it because we didn't have a trial.
2: And how terrible for her friend to have to hear all of that. Yeah. Yes. A, absolutely.
0: That's horrible. Yeah, horrible. But at bad. least she got the police out there quickly. She you know? did.
2: She knew immediately and called them and yeah. with Betty writing that down. And now she has justice at least. Yes. You know, I yeah, she that. did
1: get some justice. It took uh <clears throat> it took about two years for them to for the county to release to her husband the six hundred dollars that was in evidence. Uh but he finally mm-hmm. got the six hundred bucks back. I just that was one little note. I'd never mm-hmm. thought about how that works, but there was mm-hmm. one page, it was just a note where the uh Carolyn Smith, who was the uh circuit clerk at the time and was for a long time, mm-hmm. friend of friend of we all know Carolyn. Um she that was the document she'd had to sign to turn over the six hundred bucks that had been in evidence for two years back to the Wilson family.
2: Is there wow. just a timeline on that, or
1: I guess maybe after Probably the with appeals, an active case, yeah, it was evidence. Appeals run out. Something well, there's a something. there's a magic number somewhere. Well,
0: you said two years though. I mean, it took about two years to get him. Yeah. To get the I think salt. it was
1: oh, it was two thousand and two I think when so it was the year after the the trial the mm-hmm. one day trial
2: mm-hmm. okay. Um, all
1: right anyway that's uh that is the story of murder at yellow creek Mm -hmm. you guys want to hear a little palate cleanser
2: i do yes definitely
1: so i sent this to you guys I didn't read it. You remember? You don't remember it? I didn't read oh, it. Oh, it's funny. You're gonna okay. like it. Good. Okay. So I'll
2: hear it for the first time.
1: A former Alabama Walmart employee.
2: ooh, fun! <laughs> is
1: facing dozens of criminal charges after authorities say she set multiple fires inside the Leeds location of Walmart, causing more than one hundred thousand dollars in damages.
0: I read the headline of that. Actually. And why?
1: Uh, well, it turns out, uh, Katie, that Jayla Fane, age 26, of Pell City, was looking to do a little shoplifting mm-hmm. and wanted to create a diversion. Oh, but Multiple
2: fires? Did she want to shoplift in different sections? The
1: more diversions, the better. We know that there were 32 people in the store at the time because that's how many charges of reckless endangerment she faced when it was all over. Oh. Nice. So she had to create some multiple
0: What did she
2: steal? I got to know. What did
1: she uh, steal? They found $500 worth of Walmart merchandise in her house when they searched it.
0: Less than a felony amount? Good
1: Lord. Well, it wasn't until she destroyed a Walmart. Exactly. Um, That's what I'm yeah. saying. Those are the <laughs> yeah. felonies. God. $100,000 in damages. She set three fires. Hang on. Let's get to this part. Um, she set the fires. Uh, one in the lady's restroom and the other two in what is apparently the store's gigantic women's lingerie department because two fires in that area of the store.
2: Well, she didn't want to shoplift any lingerie. I
1: guess she got all the granny panties she wanted and then moved on (laughs) to other things. I don't know. I I don't know how big this woman is. Maybe Mm -hmm. she's tiny. Maybe she was Well, you can have tiny granny panties.
2: Yeah, granny panties are for
1: all, Scott. Yes, they
2: come in all sizes. Don't hate on the granny panties. (laughs) All mine are too
1: small. They make other sizes. (laughs) Nobody tells me anything. Um. Yeah, so, she had she wow. had loaded up a store cart with stolen items and then when everybody panicked and ran to the fires, she's out the front door with her buggy with five hundred dollars worth of stuff.
2: But these cameras are everywhere. I mean, and everywhere
1: in every bit of oh, it. Of
2: course they did. Yeah. So every inch you, of the Walmart. Do people not know in twenty twenty three that Walmart they have cameras? Walmart
1: doesn't play around with you shoplifters.
2: No. That's
1: a it's a huge it's a huge uh Business expense every year. They're, they do stories yes. about it. billions and billions and billions of dollars that these uh, retailers lose every year to just shoplifting. Just to
0: If you think you've got away with it, razor- you haven't. Yeah, mm-hmm. They keep up with it. Really? Yes. They know what you've stolen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they let it go until it's a certain amount. Or sometimes you're flagged, and when you try to come back in the store, mm-hmm. they get
2: you. Yeah. They know. Yeah. Those cameras are there. And they prosecute. hmm They do. They got good lawyers. (laughs) Are you guys trying to tell me not
1: to go back to Walmart again? That's what it sounds like. Be
0: careful, Scott. Steal your granny panties somewhere else, (laughs) Scott. The way you can't keep a secret if you stole from Walmart, we'd all know about it. Oh God, you would announce it on the pod. You'd be like, actually, you just have to
1: tell me it's off the record first.
0: Oh, it's your business. We can't tell you what to like. That's then
1: it's in the vault.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Scott, for the uh, the story today and for the
1: palate cleanser yeah. I appreciate
2: that and, and uh, we needed that yeah, yeah our hearts go out to the to the Wilson family and mm-hmm.
1: say I'm something so nice about that. us on social media go and visit us online at true on dot com you can send us mm-hmm. an email say something nice there uh, or you can say something nice about us wherever you listen to your podcast Apple iTunes uh, mm-hmm. uh, Spotify at Google wherever there's hundreds of other places we don't know them all what are you looking at us for <laughs>
0: Where are you listening to it right now? Yeah,
1: wherever you're doing it right now, just uh, go say something nice about us and maybe we'll say something nice about you sometime soon. Is that it? Are we done? We're done. Good night, everybody.